We were not brought here on slave ships. That's not economically sound. This what do you mean? Sense. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the, well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island. He captured people. So when you have colonization, you got to remember the United States was only built 13 colonies at first, right? You think this whole land was empty? No, there were natives here. Welcome to Real Black Contents Foreign Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about the California Indians, right? We are going to talk about the California Indians. And in this conversation, when we talk about these Indians, these aboriginals, these natives in Central California, we're just going to do it based on their description, right? We're not going to talk about, you know, what they did as far as ceremonies is concerned and, uh, you know, what was their religious beliefs or, um, what did they do day to day culturally, right? We, we're not going to get into that. All I want to focus on today is what did the people look like? And then once we figure out what they look like, what was their features, then we're going to have a conversation about what ethnicity do these Indian features closely resemble? Because that's kind of like the direction I'm going to go, right? And in doing so, I'm going to use a source by uh, Hubert Bancroft. And the name of the document is The Works of Hubert Bancroft, Volume 1, The Native Races, Wild Tribes, right? And um, I don't know, man. You know, maybe in a future conversation, future podcast, we may have a conversation about that title, Wild Tribes, because... Um, when you start, right, really digging into history and you're looking at the natives and the aboriginals and the Indians, when you see that term wild tribe pop up, it's more descriptive than anything, right? Because there's a pattern that follow when these these Europeans, right, when these travelers say this is a wild Indian, more often than not, that Indian looks a certain type of way. And then once we get that nailed down about what a wild Indian is, then you begin to notice the difference between a wild Indian and what is the civilized tribes, right? The wild tribes, then civilized tribes, right? That's That may be, you know, something we can have a conversation about in the future. Today's document was published in the 1800s, uh, you know, just like I like it, 19th century, because I always feel like there's a different narrative playing around when you start dealing with 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th century. Then, you know, things change 20, 21st century because everybody is on this, everybody's African thing. That really doesn't happen until 20th, 21st century. That's how the writers just wrote, you know. Before then, that term Negro, it wasn't so synonymous with African. You can almost see, like, check it out. I'm going to tell you something that's is real bugged out. You know, Negro, for the most part, is just a black person, skin and bones. And I say skin and bones because they'll pull out a skeleton and they'll do some research and say, oh, okay, this is a Negro skull. And then, you know, they can look at the skin type and say, okay, this person is a Negro. And then, this, okay, they kind of do that thing, right? That has nothing to do with you coming from Africa, though. 
we would kind of almost see like history is being changed in front of your face. Like I can remember there was a time um, there was a brilliant brother, peace be upon him, his name is Carter G. Woodson. He came up with something called Negro History Week. And then they changed that to Negro History Month, right? Now it's African History Month. Like they kind of like, they put the African label on everything that was called Negro. Even when we talk about slavery, it's like 1619, the first slave ship came to Jamestown, Virginia. On that official document, it said 19 and some odd Negros. And then that changed to 19 and some odd Negroes. But today, if you look at monuments and you do research on it, it don't even say that anymore. It say 20 and some odd Africans. See? Because that's that's kind of that's bugged out because it's a, an African and a Negro that's not the same thing. Because of course, you know, Negro is more of it's just a classification, right? It's a classification. But this term Negro, that classification is so descriptive, it's been placed on the American Negro or Negroes in the West. Um, even Indian, you know, it was a point where East Indians were called Negroes. Now it's just drilled down to when you hear that term, it's African. So they want everybody to believe that if you have this dark brown or light brown paint job, you got that paint job from Africa. Nobody around the world can have that. And if you see anybody around the world that have that paint job that you and I have, they somehow, some way must have came from Africa or their families from Africa or there's some slave ship somewhere that family came on. Like, it's really, it's really weird how they doing things, right? But maybe that's a different story for a different day. We're looking at the works of uh, Hubert Bancroft, uh, the wild tribes, uh, the native races. And we're going to go right to page, let's do page 364, right? A couple of paragraphs down. And it says, some ethnologists see in the Californians a stock different from that of any other American race. So right off the back, you got some, uh, some devils. They're moving around California. They're travelers, and then they write in what they see. And as they travel, they go from North California to Central California to Southern California, and they start to notice, yo, when they get to Central California, like, yo, these people look real different, right? So the ethnologists say, like, yo, they're different as a whole. The Californians, they differ from any other of the American race, right? Because everybody didn't have this one just generic look like we have today each tribe they looked a little different right so you know they still moving along going through the country seeing which is what but the more i dwell upon the subject the more convinced i am that except in the broader distinction specific classifications of humanity are but idle speculations their height and now we're talking about the indians in central california their height really exceeds five foot eight inches so everybody's not giants. Everybody ain't six foot, six and a half foot, seven foot. They're going right to the NBA. <laughs> Yo, these people are regular style. They're like average five foot eight. And it's more frequently five foot four, five foot five. Like they not the tallest people on the planet. And although strongly they are seldom symmetrically built, right? Now we're going to take a look at what do these people look like? A low retreating forehead, 
Black, deep set eyes, thick, bushy eyebrows, sailing cheekbones, a nose depressed at the root, and somewhat wide spreading at the nostrils. So these folk got that big nose on them. What else they got? A large mouth with thick, prominent lips. So we got these big nose and we got these big lips. Their teeth is large and white, but not always regular. And rather large ears is the prevailing type. So while we're going through Central California, we notice, okay, for the most part, the majority of these particular people, these Indians, these Aboriginals in this tribe, they look this way. They got these big nose. They got these big lips. They got these big teeth, but not everybody. Some teeth is regular, but they got this big teeth. They always smiling. These are happy people out here. But what do their skin type look like? What is the tone? What did it, you know, let's see. Let's go a little further and let's see what the writer said about that. Their complexion is much darker than that of the tribes up north. So now the travelers are saying, okay, this is the difference. These Indians in Central California is way darker than the ones in Northern California. But how much darker is the question? Often being nearly black. Uh-oh. Indians that skin so dark they look black? We never heard of that. Uh-oh. Never heard of that. Let's stop and talk about that for a minute. At that time, there was a lot of people that was using what we call pencil genocide. In other words, they were changing documents in the town halls and this and that. And uh, unless you had some question about it, you didn't even know it. So, for example, uh, in my dad's family, uh, my Aunt Marion, my Aunt Josephine, and my Uncle Lewis were down as Indian. Uncle Lawrence and my father were down as Black. My mother's birth certificate, she was born in uh, on Coswell Street, which is uh, Pawcatuck, Connecticut. And the doctor, knowing that she wasn't black, naturally, because he was very well familiar with the Babcock family, put her down as white. And a lot of us were put down as white just so we would not have that stigma of being black. The complexion of these Indians is very dark, almost nearly black. Now, let's play rewind in our minds and let's go back and let's think about every movie that came out of Hollywood, every history book we ever read and we ever looked at that got the pictures in it. Anytime we have the uh, family day, that holiday we call Thanksgiving, where we talk about the natives and then we they sitting across from the devils and they eating turkey and all this and all that. Every depiction that we ever seen of Indians or natives or aboriginals from the territory that we call the United States, they have always had brown skin, button nose, button lips, straight black hair with the high cheekbones. That's an Indian. This traveler saying, well, we stumbled upon some Indians that didn't look like that. They looked different. How different did they look? They had big nose, they got big lips with the big teeth, with the big ears, 
Not only that, their complexion is dark. They ain't like the ones of the Cali, you know. We went all through California and the Indians that live up north, they kind of like. But when we got to Central California and Southern California, we noticed, yo, they dark. They damn near black. Not only is they damn near black, what else does the writer say? So that with their matted, bushy hair, which is frequently cut short, they present a very uncouth appearance. All right, let's stop and build on that. What is matted hair? What is bushy hair? We could tell you right off the back at Real Black Content is Forum Podcast that matted, if your hair is matted, that is a fancy term. Maybe not fancy. That's a polite term, right? Maybe that's a better word. That's a polite term for saying that your hair is nappy. Like, yo, that shit is nappy. We say it's matted. That's what the old folks they down stuff like, yo, his hair is matted. So what would Big Mama used to do? Because your hair was matted or it was nappy, she'd cut that uh that stove on, right? Those top aisles. And she'd put that comb, right? She had a metal comb that she'd put on that one of them eyes. And she'd let that comb heat up. And she got the comb that wore out. <laughs> she got your auntie. She got your mama. You know, she got somebody down there. Because in order to manage it, you got to get it's matted. That's a fancy word for nappy, thick. It's matted. Not only was it matted, it's bushy. Uh-oh, let's talk about that. Because we have always been taught and always been shown that these Indians got the straight black hair it's straight sometimes it's glossy sometimes it's not but we know it ain't bushy what is bushy that is an amerifro okay some of you guys are so pro-black you don't say amerifro you say afro but the only thing is when you start to kind of really look at these africans they don't have no afros you seen it you jumped on the plane you went to nigeria right you went to the Congo, you went to Senegal, they took you by some slave dungeons, you wanted to reconnect with your roots, so you went overseas, right? And then some of y'all, you passed West Africa, you went all the way to East Africa, you went right to Kemet. In any event, when you went over there, you noticed something, that nobody had no afro. The hair was not like yours, right? They sent your, you know, they can send your uncles and your brothers and all that. They sit them in jail for 15, 20 years. You go check on your uncle, his hair down his back, right? You know, Mumi hair is down his back. Uh, Big Meech hair growing out pretty soon to be down his back. Mandela, he did a good stretch. His hair grew out like two inches, right? But maybe that's a different story for a different day. Because we're not, you know, I don't want to get on the hair... And picture scholarship and all this and all that because that may take us somewhere else. What I'm saying is this. we just talking about the description of these Indians. What they have shown us is clean shaven, no hair on the face, button nose, button lips, high cheekbones, straight black hair. So when Shamika ran around the hood and said, yo, I got Indian in my family. She said that because her hair was straighter than everybody else. When Jamarcus ran around the hood and said, y'all got anything in my family, his hair was different than everybody else. Okay, but hold tight, hold tight, hold tight. We got a writer, we got some travelers. 
they showing us something different. They saying, yo, look, we seen some Indians and their hair was matted. They shit was nappy. So now I'm asking the real black consciousness form family who drop, who check in, who drop something in them comments, right? Who check in with the kid. Some of these guys type this, they type that. They have so much to say. And I'm asking them this. This is the only favor I'm asking. All my pro-African people out there, my pan-Africanists out there, wherever you are, if you're listening, do me the biggest favor. Drop me a link and show me a community of people because the writer said this is the prevailing type. Show me a community of Indians, of natives, of aboriginals, right, that got nappy-ass hair and they black. They dark-skinned with the big nose, with the big lips. And then let's further that conversation. But I need to see that picture first. I need to see that link first. We watched the Long Ranger for years. We never seen that. We set up with granddad and, you know, Big Daddy. We sit up in the living room with that old box television and Big Daddy playing Bonanza. And we watching these Bonanza reruns over and over and over. And we looking at the Indians on Bonanza. And don't none of them got no nappy ass hair. Nobody. None of them is damn near approaching black. Light brown, brown skin. These folks look like real deal Negroes with the big nose and the big lips. But I never seen one. Uh-oh. But did I see one? <laughs> they say you want to see them, but yeah, go look in the mirror. You seen one. <laughs> but let's continue, right? Because there's more. The question of the beer has been much mooted. Some travelers asserting that they are bearded like Turks. Now let's stop and build on that. The Indian that you've seen, butt face, clean shaven, like he just, you know, he on his way to the United States military or something. But there are some travelers that went by Central California, seeing these Indians, like, yo, they got the Rick Ross beard. Now I never seen that. Yo, let me let me uh just just walk with me on this. You on the police scanner. The police is looking for a subject, right? Suspect, pardon me, right? They're looking for a suspect and they coming over the loudspeaker say, "Yo, he got matted and bushy hair. He dark skin. He got a beard like a Turk, right?" He got a big nose. He got big lips. That's the description of the suspect we're trying to catch. He may be involved in an armed robbery. Okay. Is you going to walk in the room with dude from the Lone Ranger? Or you're going to walk in with somebody that's half the neighborhood? If you hear that over the loudspeaker, I don't care if you're in Chicago, Harlem, Detroit, Atlanta. That's damn near half of the neighborhood right off the bat. Oh, okay, wait a minute. See. Nappy ass hair, big nose, big lips, dark skin with a beard. That could be any of us. That's not Tonto. That could be any of us. Because this is what we heard of the police scanner. Let us, let's see what else he got to say. Others that they are beardless as women, 
But having carefully compared the pros and cons, I think I'm justified. This is the writer. This is his POV. In stating that the Central Californians have beards, though not strong ones, and that some tribes suffer it to grow, meaning that they allow it to grow, and others pluck it out as soon as possible. So it's a hit and miss. Some got the big beard. Some got the smaller beards. Some got the butt face, clean shaven. That is a diversity of people. But we never heard of that before. Have you ever heard of that before? But dig, but dig, but dig. Let's scroll back up. Let's scroll back up. Let's scroll back up. Let's scroll back up. Because maybe there's one more thing I want to show you guys and then we're going to close out because as you can see, as we go on, like we strolling up and down, you know, the footnotes is massive, right? The footnotes is massive, but we're talking about the California Indians. And um, I just want to say one thing and share one thing with you, right? Um, we're going to have to build on this subject matter. Because, see, if that tribe was in front of us today, they stood in front of us. Like, we walking and we see them, the whole gang, the whole community stand in front of us. We're going to say, those are just Negroes. And then if those people say, no, 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 we're Indian. No, we're going to say, we're going to tell them that, okay, y'all must be Afro-Indian. Because you guys are dark. You got this big-ass nose with these lips to match. You got these beards that look like Turks. You got the Rick Ross beard on. Some of you guys do. Some of you guys don't. But for the most part, the prevailing type, y'all are approaching black, right? You, you guys are dark as hell. So in order for you to get that skin tone and be an Aboriginal of Americas, you got to be mixed with some type of African somewhere. And then that's what we do. We are notorious for telling people who they are instead of letting those people tell us who they are and we will leave their story. We only do this because our people is in love with the devil. But the messenger already, he already like put us on game. He said, you love the devil because he gives you nothing. He don't give you nothing. He ain't going to do nothing but lie to you. And what he did was he gave you a image of one Indian and he put that image on his television and his history books and everything else. So when people that walked around with the dark skin, nearly black, with the nappy ass head, with the big nose and the big lips, when they start saying they was Indian, it's like, no, bro, you can't be Indian. You're Afro, you're, you're, you're African mix. You must be, you know, you got to be an Estalusta. And then to add injury on insult, this devil would do this right there. This is the craziest thing because black people repeat this kind of shit. They would do this, right? They would say, because they, they give you this narrative, when you, when you came across, you know, when you're doing your research and you came across a community of Negroes in America, they just knew these indigenous languages. They knew everything. So the devil would come amongst us and say, those were runaway slaves that went and married red Indian women. It's always a runaway slave story. Oh, it's a half slave, half African slave, half, you know, red Indian. And they just keep 
pushing that narrative, narrative. Everywhere you go, that's how they answer. They get by a lot of their questions. And I'm like this, like, yo, bro, anybody with common sense would just do the math and say, listen, if the story that you told us is right, this African guy, he came off that boat. He didn't have nothing. He didn't own his name. He came over here naked. He didn't have nothing. He got put on that plantation. He worked his son up, his son down. And um, he didn't have nothing. They would make you think that a runaway African slave can run away, go to some Indian tribe of foreign people that they do not know, as if these women don't have other men in their own tribe that they should be scheduled to marry to. But that that doesn't matter. This runaway Indian ran and he met one of the women from the Red Indian tribe and he bagged them and he married a shorty and then he had kids with the shorty. And all these black people from Maryland and New York and Michigan and Ohio and Georgia and Louisiana, everybody that say they got Indian in their family, they're a product of that type of relationship. Do you think that a red Indian tribe, right, a chief or anybody, he got a daughter, why would he hand his daughter off to somebody that has absolutely nothing? That's not even the same ethnicity as him. Like, who does that? That really doesn't make any sense. But see, they just, they tell you anything. You know, they always give our people the runaway slave story. I'm like, bro, if you 300 years ago, if you was able to run and get you an Indian woman running off a plantation with absolutely nothing, if you could do that then, Go do it now. It's easy to meet women out. You got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got uh, Snapchat, you got uh, Instagram, you got all that. You can Google and type up addresses to reservations. Go get you a red Indian woman now. You're going to see quickly that those folks don't deal with you. So if you know they won't deal with you today and you got a good job and you making money and you driving a Cadillac, you know what I'm talking about? And you just, you're a manager in your position, you making some change. If you got all that and you couldn't get a red Indian woman today, what makes you think African men, as they tell you, running out the plantation and just bagging these women up left and right back in it? That doesn't even make any sense, bro. That don't make no sense, sis. You let these people tell you anything. But, yo, maybe that's a different story for a different day. I'm just going to say this. If the census takers went to these people in Central California, right, and these they got big nose with the big lips, big teeth, big ears, right, damn near black, dark skin, of course, with matted hair, meaning they had nappy. What do you think that census taker going to put them down as? Indian? Or Negro? Because, look, the minute you put Negro down, you just erase their whole history. It's gone. Because then you're going to mix them up, these Indian Negroes, with these Negroes that you're bringing off the ship from Africa. And then when you kick in the school system and you start having conversations and you start teaching, you never teach nobody about the Indian that got the matted hair with the Amerifro. Nobody talks about him. He doesn't exist. She doesn't exist. Nobody talk about him. All they show you is one 
image all the time. And the thing that happens is that causes strife between us because when our people start to jump up and say, no, nah, we Indian, we so lost, we start trying to culture vulture and start jumping on and taking the red man tribes. And then the red man said, no, nah, man, you guys are trying to steal our legacy. And then that kind of goes back and forth. But that Negro knew he was here. He just can't figure it out. He's in the maze. He's in the maze. But I'm saying this. In the information age, we too far beyond the pale to just be teaching. Everybody that got our paint job that we got came off a slave ship somehow, some way. It doesn't make any sense anymore, man. Because clearly... They had Indians who nose is like yours, who lips is like yours, whose skin tone is like yours, and their hair is like yours. But the real question is, where are those Indians today? When you see them, when you find them, send me the link of the bushy hair, matted, dark skin, big nose, big lip Indian. And then we're going to further this conversation. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Contents Forum Podcast, man. Big VJ, man. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace. We were not brought here on slave ships. That's not economically sound. Just what do you mean? Sense. Uh, so when Christopher Columbus got here, one of the, well, Christopher Columbus got to the Caribbean, uh, according to a primary source, right. they basically said the first thing he did was take slaves. He didn't bring slaves. He took slaves from the island.